0: Buckle's Trunks and Titles presents to you Nicholas London and Cuball Carmichael
1: you know, I don't even know what it is and the fireworks, but when they go off, it's like, hey, it must be Tuesday. And if it is Tuesday, there's only one guest of honor, and his name is Q-Ball Carmichael, the host of Triple T Radio. q Carmichael, what's going on, buddy? Slick Nick,
2: the hustle behind the muscle, brother. We're snapping in cash and cashing checks Tuesday night.
1: What's you know, going I on? on? Well, let's see. Well, first of all, uh, it's two oh, weeks wait,
2: wait, let me dress uh, let me dress address one thing real quick. Sure. Hugh Walker and Michael has a co host to the show who does immense work behind the scenes. And that man is named Nick Lund I appreciate everything you do. You put this thing together behind the time behind the scenes, uh, along with co hosting it with me. And I could I know how much work you put into what we're doing. And the direction in which we're going is incredible. And I just wanted to say thank you to my co-host, Nick London, for everything that you do, brother.
1: Well, first of all, man, this isn't supposed to be teary Eye Tuesday, but you get me all (laughs) emotional. And, you know, I'm already forgetful, so we're going to have to talk about that because I'm hearing rumors you might have something for my forgetfulness, if you will rumors that i might want well i'm a little uh i i can't stay focused long enough you know so my memory (laughs) and clarity you know i know you've got just the thing for that
2: i have got the cure for that listen i did a lot of research um in in what i was doing and there's a couple reasons why I did it. I had some motivation for my daughter, and I had a lot of motivation uh, from my wrestling friends and fraternity because um, there is a lot of issues with wrestlers who get older, like myself, that actually have a problem uh, with short-term memory due to a lot of concussions and a lot of what they call uh, cumulative microtrauma. To the cranial lobe in your head, banging your head, whether it's going to a turnbuckle or whatever. Um, and as we get older, we have a lot of difficulty with recall. We have an incredibly difficult time with being focused, as do a lot of people of every age. Focus is really, with in the age of information, when you have information coming at you at a thousand miles an hour, it. Very difficult, a lot of times, as you get this information, to recall the little things and the small things. So what I did is I worked with a major nutrition company here in the United States, which, uh, you know, does about probably over $80 million a year worth of business. And we came up with a product called Brainstorm. And Brainstorm is a proprietary blend, which means we have a patent on the blend. And it is just filled with amazing things um, that, that help people have any memory troubles. You know, one of the big things is called DMAE. It's naturally produced in the body. But what that does, it turns it into something called acetylcholine. And that's a neurotransmitter that works in your brain that not only controls the speed and function in which your brain works, but also helps with REM and sleep muscle contraction and pain responses so those things itself uh speak to people who have had uh, played football wrestled have been very active in their life uh starting to get up in their 30s and starting to have a little bit of trouble with the the old recall and stuff and you know we went and put l-glutamine in there and glutamic acid um, which is another neurotransmitter helper and it's a precursor an amino acid to the neurotransmitter glutamate, which helps focus, concentration, memory, and mood. And it also decreases brain inflammation. One of the things that we wanted to do when we designed this is we wanted to not make it a stimulant. Because, you know, you can take a five-hour energy and your focus is pretty good, but when you get over 50, they recommend you get a cardiologist, which I've had for a few years. And one of the first things they do is make sure that you're not drinking a lot of caffeinated products, number one. Number two, you're not taking any energy drinks of any any kind because they're very damaging to your heart. Um, So this has less than three milligrams of caffeine in it, which is basically a sip of a regular Coke. So we worked real hard to do this. We did put a little bit of green tea extract in there because that's been used in Eastern uh, Asian medications for years. Um, and that also, there's been a lot of studies in Switzerland on that particular product. And that's something that, from a pharmacological standpoint, really helps people who have disorders such as early onset dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, we also put something in there called Bacopa. Bacopa is a leaf that grows on a tree in South America. And it's been known and used for years in South American medicine. Uh, As an antidepressant, so we went instead of putting the leaf in there, we we put the extract in there, which is extremely more effective than the leaf, and it works very well for depression. Um, It is prescribed in some countries that do not do medicines for profit as an actual antidepressant. So the benefits have been uh, documented by the University of Michigan. We also put something in there called choline, choline is It turns into acetylcholine in the body. And another thing is that's a neurotransmitter that plays an important role in regulating memory, mood, and intelligence. So we put some of that in there, and that's basically part of a human's DNA. The one huge thing that we put in there that I think is extremely important, and I don't want to turn it into a science project for people, but uh, we put in um, NSA. N-acetyl L-tyrosine, which stimulates the production of dopamine, norepinephrine, and epinephrine in the brain. And those are the things that, you know, they always hear about the runner's high, right? Yeah. When I was at the police academy running four miles a night, there were nights where about two miles in, you're exhausted. You've been in class all day for nine hours. You've done a couple hundred push-ups and sit-ups, and you're tired, and... You know, you get that runner's high where all of a sudden you're feeling really good. Well, that's just simply a release of dopamine and, or norepinephrine in the brain. Um, so that, the n l triosine is one of those things that does that, that helps the dopamine and norepinephrine, in your brain. So once again, a lot of work in that. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's known to produce a better cognitive performance in people. So that was really important that we put that in there. And we also put in something called GABA. And GABA is one of those things that exists in the brain. Um, There's there's a a medication called gabapentin that has GABA in it. Um, And what that does, it increases the speed in which the brain processes things. It also helps the short-term memory. And then a couple other things that we put in there that I thought was pretty important. Um, one is bilberry fruit extract and a lot of people aren't familiar with it um, but that regulates the pathways in the neurotransmitters in the brains, and also helps reduce inflammation and typically people with inflammation in their brain are the ones that really are starting to get the early onset dementia and things like that so that was pretty important to us and you know GABA is the king. It plays a role in a healthy function of the body's immune system, the endocrine system, it regulates appetite and metabolism. So this is actually a a natural ingredient that can help people lose weight at the same time that it helps your brain actually uh, work in a better state. Also GABA reduces anxiety and chronic stress. And I don't think there's anybody in Canada or America that's working today that doesn't have some anxiety about their job, uh, doesn't have some kind of chronic stress due to relationships, also works on depression, which I think everybody's had their moments of depression. A difficulty difficulty concentrating and memory problems, GABA is also an important role in that, along with muscle pain and headaches, insomnia, and other sleep problems. GABA is control of all of that. So GABA is really the king of the supplements, When it comes to that, and then a couple other things real quick that we put in there. One is grape seed extract, and that's an antioxidant, which is fantastic for uh, getting killing off free radical cells. And free radical cells are the ones that go crazy and can turn into cancer in in a person's system. Um, But also, they're able to to inhibit something called amyloid beta and a beta aggregation, which reduces the production and protects against uh, neurotoxicity, which is things that you put in your body that aren't healthy for you, and also some of the symptoms of, of, again, an Alzheimer's or early onset dementia. Um, It's a huge anti-inflammatory. And then we went above that, and we put grapefruit seed extract in there, and that supports the brain as it ages. It's a flavonoid and antioxidant, so it's got a lot of anti-inflammatory problems, which also helps with joint aches and pains and things like that. So we've we've done a lot with that. And believe it or not, olive leaf, and, you know, the benefits of olive oil has been known for a very long time as one of the healthy and better fats. Um, But olive leaf is uh, something that is a neuroprotector, So it actually protects the brain and the central nervous system, from the destruction brought on by strokes and age-related degenerative conditions like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. So we have really done our homework well. You know, I, I did my homework, obviously. And the great thing about this is, and I want to talk about it on the radio, tomorrow I'll be posting it on Facebook, but at the bottom, just like anybody who does research, is every listing from every site or book that has all this information to back up exactly what I just said so that people don't think I'm making this up as I go along. Um, we really put a lot of time and thought into the formula. Uh, of is in there too. Um, boron's in there. It's got a hundred percent of vitamin C for the day, a hundred percent of vitamin B6, B5, B3, and B4 and riboflavin. So we put a lot of vitamins in there too. Um, it's not a supplement for a multivitamin, but in addition, in addition to a multivitamin, you're going to get a really good dose of vitamins from this too. So we have really put a lot of work. Um, it's a private label product in my company's name, Infinity Nutrition. Uh, and believe it or not, Nick, we were able to bring a month's supply of this product to market for $24.95. And right now as an introductory offer, on our Amazon page, which are banners here at the site, you're going to be able to get it for 19.95. So for 20 bucks, you're going to be able to get this. Because I believe if you take it every day as directed for a month, you're going to see significant differences um, in your in your mood, your stability of your mood, uh, any depression that you have, any anxiety that you have, any short-term memory problems that you have, and just cognitive functions in general and overall. So, you know, we have really done a lot of homework on things that can be put together um, in a synergistic uh, uh, formula that is going to help somebody, um, for instance, myself or anybody else who is, you know, depression, anxiety that goes from children all the way up to adults. Because there's only three milligrams of caffeine, in it's 100% safe for a child. I like I tell everybody, you know, you want to exhaust all the natural uh, attempts at taking care of things like depression or anxiety before you go to a doctor and start getting a pill that comes in a bottle that a big pharmaceutical company has manufactured in a lab. Um, we also have this made in an FDA-approved facility, which is the Food and Drug Administration. It's got good manufacturing uh, uh, product uh, stamp on it. It's also uh, 100% all-natural ingredients in it. It's in a vegetable gel cap, so there's no other, you know, nasty things in it but what the stuff that works. So, you know, it's been a lot of research, and, you know, we started talking about this a few months ago before we started the show, and I told you I was working on this product, but I wanted to make sure that we had the formula down to a science. Uh, Another great thing about this is, if somebody's on a blood thinner regime because maybe they've got a bad heart valve or they've got some heart issues, this is 100% safe for them because it doesn't have any vitamin K. If you're on a blood thinner program, uh, you can't have vitamin K because it can cause additional bleeding. So we kept that out of the formula. Um, and my, my really good friend, Dr. James Hubbs, Jim Hubbs, out of Woodstown, New Jersey, owns a family practice. He reviewed every ingredient in it. Complimented me on the ingredients and really complimented me on the fact that we kept vitamin K out of it so that we'd be safe for somebody, you know, maybe who's in their 60s or 70s and having a little problem remembering or forgetting certain things that if they're on a blood center machine, they're able to take it. So we have really, really done a lot of homework, worked really hard to put this formula together and manufactured enough of it, um, which, you know, anything gets less expensive when you manufacture a lot of it. so we went that route. Unfortunately, it was extremely expensive, uh, but we were able to keep the cost down by having them make a large supply of of this formula for us um, and able like I said, to get it into somebody's house for twenty bucks a month to
1: try. Well, you know what the beauty of this whole thing is, right? You don't even have to go yep. searching for it on Amazon. Like, you ever go to Amazon you can't find it, like you're looking everywhere because you don't know right. the name? That's a pain in the butt. I don't know. But, you know, I don't know it if you're aware of this, but Q-Ball Carmichael makes shopping fun. And let me tell you, all you got to do is go to TripleTRadio.com, and right up the top, you're going to see all the different banners, and then you're going to see the one that everyone talks about, the q Carmichael making shop and time. You click it, it takes you directly to, and I mean directly to Amazon, right to Brainstorm. And, yeah. and you know that
2: and that's a great thing, too, Nick, because there are a lot of products out there that will put one ingredient, like DM DMAE, in there. And they'll brag about how oh, this is fantastic. But when you look at the other stuff in there, there's nothing else that goes in there. And I don't think any single one of these products is or ingredients is better than the other. But I think the combination and the right milligram, the combination is the
1: key. So you're
2: not going to get some product that's filled with a bunch of nonsense or BS. I don't mean brainstorm when I say BS. I mean the other BS. You're going to be able to go and get Brainstorm, try it out for 20 bucks a month. I think we're going to see a lot of renewals on this, and a lot of people are going to be buying this every month. Uh, we're going to set it up on an auto ship in about three months. So when people start buying it and liking it and seeing the results and want to continue Improving their cognitive performance through depression or anxiety, I think it's going to be something where they're going to want an auto ship every month so that they don't run out. So two or three days before the supply is out, the new bottle arrives, and nobody really has to worry about going back on Amazon and going through it and finding it and doing it all over again. I'm that confident in the product that if you try it, you're really going to find a difference. And there's so many stressful jobs, and when you're under stress at work, it's very hard to come home and be interactive with people. Usually people come home from high-stress positions, especially in city areas, and they just want to come home and decompress. And the great thing about this is if your brain is energized, you don't feel that way. You come home and instead of wanting to drop like a rock or be a couch potato, You feel like coming home, being interactive with the family, maybe watching a movie, maybe getting home, changing your clothes and going to the gym, going to a movie, whatever, all that time that you would come home and go, oh, I just want to veg out. I just want to veg out. You want to do that, not because you're physically exhausted, but because you're mentally exhausted. And that was part of the research that we did, too. And that's why we kept it only three milligrams of caffeine is we didn't want you to feel super great for an hour and then have a caffeine crash. We wanted something that was going to energize your brain, get it functioning better, so that when you come home at the end of a hard day at work and it's been stressful, you don't have to sit on a couch, stare at a TV, and basically realize, oh, my God, it's time to go to bed, get up tomorrow morning and start the whole routine all over again five or six days a week. This is something that's going to energize your brain at the same time, which is going to make you want to do more and be more interactive and be more social. So I think there's, a, there's a, just so many applications in everyday life that people of all ages can benefit from brainstorm. And that was kind of, you know, the, the, the thing we did is we wanted to have something that, that really spoke to people uh, of all ages, uh, retirees to kids, and focused in, in, in depression issues to adults who were just exhaust, mentally exhausted at the end of the day. And happens a lot. You know, a lot of people come home and they are mentally exhausted, Nick, and then they go to bed and they can't sleep for three hours because they're not really physically tired; they're mentally beat. And so, this is something that's gonna really make a big change in people when they start taking this on a regular basis month in and month out, and I think people will see the difference in just two or three or four months down the line. They're going to look back and say, you know, I made a great decision, and, and Cubo really did his homework, and, you know, I, I did a lot of scientific research, and I'm, I'm very good at research when it comes to things I'm interested in. I've always been uh, very focused on healthy lifestyle and healthy products. You know, we cook clean and organic, and, but, you know, when you have a little bit of an edge mentally um, in the workplace. Uh, If you're an athlete, a wrestler, whatever, you know, everybody's burning the candle at both ends these days and they're getting more mentally exhausted than physically exhausted. So, you know, I think it's going to be something that's really going to help people out. And that was what we wanted to do when we designed it.
1: Well, I think you have a great product there. I look forward to trying it. And uh, I really believe in uh, the things you can put out your pillow. Know, everything has been, uh, has been great. And you talk so openly about it. I know it's a good product. But we're going to switch gears uh, right after the shoot, though. The first thing I'm going to do is say that Nick Manic McCoon, is not on the show tonight. Uh, my hat's off to him. Much respect that he uh, wants to keep the business alive. Uh, the best that he can. He's uh, this show, you know. Q and I take uh, a lot of uh, pride in what we do here, and it's not something that Nick is willing to uh, to do. Meaning, he doesn't want to break character, and I respect that. That's fine. Uh, so, Q and I tonight we're flying solo, and uh, that's okay with me because there's uh, a few topics I want to discuss. One being the NWA uh, Q. I know you are a huge fan of the NWA. Probably more the. Uh, oh the yeah, police.
2: man! I loved it. I loved it when they came out of Compton in the eighties. Man, I was into their music. You know, FF F oh. least. And oh, you mean the National Wrestling Alliance? I'm sorry. Oh,
1: you forgot to take your pills. <laughs>
0: My 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 humor out to my homie Ice Cube. Um, yeah,
2: it was, it was, it, was a, it was a joke. But, yeah, you know, I was involved in the National Wrestling Alliance for over 20 years. I still hold the distinction as the only active wrestler to hold NWA titles in three different decades. You know, my mentor and trainer, Lucez, was the NWA champion six different times. And the last time he won it, he was 60 years old. Um, and tremendous shape, and you know, I worked out and trained with Lou when he was in the early 70s, and you know, I'll never forget the time he was trying to get a kid to put a step over toe hold with a cross face on me, and the kid couldn't get it right, so Lou stepped in and put it on me, and all I remember doing was screaming for my mother. <laughs> it, was, it was that stiff. It was, well, it was that let stiff. Let me ask that's, you this. That's, that's
1: let, not me a ask, let me ask you this, because as you know, or at least I'm sure you're aware of all the Jim Cornette controversy, the NWO, or the NWO, pardon me. The NWO <laughs> today is nothing compared to the NWA of the, the 60s and the 70s and even the 80s. But what do you think or what do you take away of all this Jim Cornette controversy? Well, you know,
2: Why don't you explain to the fans
1: exactly what's going on, and then I'll comment on it so they know in case they're not in the list. All right. Well, I'll make it simple. Jim Cornette recently on an episode of the um, NWA, and I'm just wanting to make sure I got this right. He had made some controversial comments during a match uh, I want to say the match featured I'm doing some work here uh one not one of the highlanders uh Nick 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 Aldis and Trevor Murdoch that's who it was and he not had made yet. a comment about well I don't even I'm not even going to say it it was a crazy racist comment during the screen, and the NWA had issued me a statement that he was Basically, he was gone immediately, and it was NWA power. That's what it was. And, you know, sometimes we say things... I'll use Don Cherry as an example. The uh, Just a few weeks ago, the controversy all over Canada about uh, you people. You know, that didn't sit well with, with management up in Sportsnet, and he's no longer right. here with, uh, I find to be horrible because I don't think in any way he meant what he said. Now, Jim Cornette, on the other hand, you know what Jimmy's like. He's very controversial. And he had made the comment about a bucket of chicken riding on the back of Trevor Murdoch. And, I mean, it was bad. And, and yeah, I'm just yeah, curious the exactly where your head's at. I know exactly what it was. Uh, You know,
2: and and I just wanted to make sure fans were up to date on it. But, um, you know, Jim is Jim. And knowing Jim, and and let me explain my relationship with Jim. Jim booked me um, when he was booking the enhancement talent up at the WWE. He took over, and Jim did a couple of, of really good things for me. Number one, when he had Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I was running the IPWA, um, which ran in seven states, but we didn't run anywhere near Jim. But Jim let all his guys know that, like Boo Bradley and all the guys that were there, Buddy Landell, all those guys were welcome to come and work for me on an off night um, that they weren't working for him and that he knew that q would pay them and take care of them um, and they would be put with somebody who was competent. And, you know, it would be a good experience for him. So Jim helped me out there. Um, Jim came to my defense when I had a wrestling show that was shut down because I had booked uh, myself versus with the, with the Iron Sheik in the main event. And the school system, uh, I, a guy who was the anti Arab defamation league, took umbrage with the fact that sheik is not an Iranian term, it's an Arabic term, and got the. Uh, Anti-Arab, anti-Arab, the Arab Anti-Defamation League involved. They got the show stopped, and Jim Cornette uh, stood up for me. Then um, Jim later booked me at the WWE. Um, I know Jim personally. I've known him for a very long time, Um, and I can tell you that honestly, I believe that Jim would be one of the last people. To ever make an intentionally Racist comment But I will tell you That we live in a society Now where everything you do Is under a microscope Um, As a law enforcement officer Everything I do Is going to be on camera somewhere Whether it's my body cam The dash cam Somebody's phone I know that I know that you have You know it takes years to earn respect and it takes seconds to lose that respect, um, which is a difficult thing. So, you know, my comment on it is I don't think that Jim intentionally meant it to be racial. I think it came out that way, Um, and I think a lot of people that don't know Jim probably took it that way, but knowing him as well as I know him and – knowing the wrestlers that he grew up idolizing, um, you know, uh, they were of all walks of life, all races, and I don't believe for a minute that, that he intentionally made a racist comment, but he did say something that could be misconstrued as a racist comment. If you don't know Jim, and it didn't sound very good the way it came out, and it did sound that way. But I still, deep down in my heart, I have a very difficult time believing that he meant it to be that way. But you do have to be cognizant 24-7 in wrestling as well as life, law enforcement, no matter what you do, you have to be cognizant and responsible for what comes out
1: of your mouth. I totally agree with you on that. I mean, especially when you know you're when you're on a worldwide stage and you know, you know you've got anywhere between five hundred thousand and you know twenty million worldwide whether it's downloads, whether it's live streaming, whether it's youtube, there's certain things, and the thing is, they're under such a microscope now. Where everything that you say, you know, if they can twist it, they're gonna twist it, and it's sad today because that's what pro wrestling was. You could say just about anything, you know. The whole point it was just telling a story, explaining how tough these guys were, and now it's just if you don't watch how you present them, it, it's you're you're a horrible person.
2: Well, and you know, and you know that's that's the thing is, awesome. Uh, I've known Jim too long. I've known him too well. I respect him too much. I think it was just a joke that didn't come out the way it was supposed to. The way I don't think he thought it out, Jim is very spontaneous. And knowing him, though, I just really find it hard to believe that Jim would intentionally make any racist comments trying to, uh, you know, Hurt anybody Or saying anything I've never seen him Act Or portray Any of the um, uh, Outward Appearances of anybody That was ever racial I spent time alone with him He's never made a racial joke I've never heard a racial slur come out of his mouth I don't believe for a minute That it was intentional but you are responsible for what you say. So, you know, unfortunately, that just happens to be, you know, it is what it is. You've you, you got to be responsible for what you say these days. Whatever comes out of your mouth, you've got to own. And guess what? If you make a mistake, you make a mistake. Um, but, unfortunately, these days, it can cost you your entire livelihood or career. So just, you know, think, think before you speak. It's not a day and age where you can be spontaneous. You used to be able to, but you you, you can't anymore because it can't come out the wrong way.
1: No, I agree. I, I agree a hundred percent I mean look at, the, look, at the, look at the day look at the back of the day when
2: major de beers or or, or uh, Colonel De Beers refused to wrestle Jimmy Snuka because he wasn't going to touch a man of any color. I mean that was about as racist as it freaking got, and that was a huge angle that made everybody
1: just a ton of money. So you know, boy, you ain't kidding. So it's a horrible this, thing. It really is. It's a terrible thing it, that we come. It is, and I and I I think I think what you know I think the um I think the whole basis
2: of the joke was that he just picked a place that was poor and people were starving and hungry um, and, you know, lived in below substandard conditions, you know, thousands of kids dying of starvation and people dying from dysentery for bad water. And I think that was the reference to the place he was talking about. It wasn't that it happened to be an area where there are people of color. I think it was just a poor area that he was picking. And I think that that's a, really a lot of what got misconstrued. And, you know, for, Mill for, and you know, Jim, you know, I, I mean, shit, man, I'm sorry. You know, if you go back to the history of Monday Night Football, Howard Cosell made the most racist statement ever on a Monday Night Football game when a black running back was breaking tackles left and right, going down the field, and he said, look at that little monkey run. And he didn't mean it in any racial way whatsoever. He was best friends with Muhammad Ali in real life. He would have never said that. Ali stood up for him, and he made an apology, and he took one week off. But times were different back then, and that was more of a derogatory statement, I think, than Jim made. But we're living in 2019. We're under a microscope, you know, and we have to remember and all of our behavior that were under that microscope. And you know, I think sometimes Jim is so old school and came from back in a day where nobody would have took any offense to that. It just came out because that's who Jim is. Jim Jim throws a lot of jokes out there, kids around a lot. And I think his reference was not meant to be racial. I really don't. I would I would go to my grave saying that I believe. The gym did to me, so that's be a racial comment.
1: I I do too, but I'm gonna throw this at you and then uh, let's we'll see what you think. One of the things that came to my mind, I'm looking at it as we speak right now 1990 WrestleMania VI, when Robbie, Roddy Piper. When well, half black and half white, when you took on Bad News Brown in the Sky Dome, just saying. Yep. You imagine yep. That, does that age well or what? Yep. I remember that.
2: I remember that. You know, there, there was so many times where race was used as a angle to create a draw and money uh, to put people, you know, 18 inches apart. Asses 18 the apart in a chair, and it was used, and everybody was in on it, and and everybody thought it was great, and nobody cared because it made people money. I mean, there's been so many angles. Look at Killer Carl Cox, KKK. Come on, you know what I mean?
1: Yep. That was
2: that was an that was an angle for years. I mean, you know, the coconut over Jimmy Snooker Dead by Roddy Piper. I mean, Jimmy from a. From a tropical island where coconuts trail, that was was bad, you know, but it it was not done with anything more than an angle to make everybody money. This was done, uh, I think, as a way of showing how tough Trevor Murdoch was and the reference that was used just happened to have been a, a, a reference that shouldn't have been used. And that's all I, that's, that's all I can I can say. I I don't, I don't believe that it was there was anything racial behind that comment. I never will. And listen, anybody that knows me will tell you that you know I have gotten nearly into fights with people of my own color making jokes about people of another color down to almost taking on three guys at one time at a gas station for what they said to, to another person of color. It made me more mad than it made him, and I was ready to knock these guys out. You know, I don't believe in it. I don't accept it. I put my life in the hands of men of every color, every religion, every, every creed, everything over my career. And all of those guys have brought me home safely. So this wrestling is a business where there's always been only one color, and that color is green, and how can we make money together? But, again, we are in 2019, almost 2020, and everything that we say and do is going to be scrutinized to the nth degree, and we're going to have to own it and take responsibility for it even if it's taken the wrong way, you know I dealt with it, uh, and, and and we'll deal with it again as a law enforcement officer. Where you know that that I've gotten the moniker of, you know, I've pulled over pe- black people that were afraid that because we have seen the instances where white officers have shot and uh, shot black people, and, and there seems to be no apparent reason for it except for. You know, in every every job that you have, there's always there's always a, a bad egg. They get through. There are priests that molest young boys and girls. There and that's the highest level, but it comes all the way down to the relative who molests the child. I mean, it goes down and down and down and down. Thing, yeah. And there's a bad, there's a bad egg in every batch. And Jim is not a bad egg. He's not one of those guys. So. You know, am I saying I go to his defense? I go to his defense knowing that there was not a racial comment in there in his mind. But I also know and he knows that he has to take responsibility for the for all of the collateral damage that he caused the people who did take exception to it. So, you know, it is what it is. Um you know, people can agree with me or not agree with me. People who don't know Jim may jump all over this. I think people that really know Jim know that, that there was no malice behind what he said. And I, I, I believe that firmly. My right hand to God, I believe that.
1: Well, I, I firmly believe you're right because, uh, you know, Jim Cornette has always done nothing but stand up for the business stand up for the guy whether they were in the wrong or not. He's always had their back and it's funny how Jim did something and I've still yet to see anyone really other than you on this show come to his defense. I mean, it's not like he he was doing it weekly or, or daily. You did it, yeah, you're right. He resigned, yeah, that's probably the best call. But I haven't seen anyone yet say Well, Jim Cornette, you know, he's always stood up for the boys and he's always done what's right for business. It's kind of sad, really. It really is when you look at it. It is. It is because Jim has always done nothing but good stuff
2: for the business. And, you know, I will tell you that there was a time when I had a very dear friend who passed away and I ran a memorial show for him. I don't think I have to mention his name. He was in a bad situation in a rough town had uh, some addiction issues. I couldn't get to him. I picked up the phone, and I called Jim Cornette, and I said, Jim, you got to help. And Jim drove into the hood and picked him up and got him out of there and got him into rehab. And that's between me, you, Jim, and the man I happened to, and now whoever's listening to this radio show. So that man was dear dear a dear friend and brother to me. He's since passed away. But I made one phone call to Jim Cornett and Jim went and got him and picked up the tab and got him into rehab. And so, you know, if you don't know Jim Cornett, shut your mouth. And if you do mm-hmm. know him, then you're probably gonna come to defense. You know, yeah. and those people that take umbrage with it, take umbrage with it. Listen, First Amendment freedom of right to express yourself, freedom of press, freedom to assemble um, nonviolently, freedom to protest. So that's in your First Amendment rights United States of America. You're within your rights to do that. But when I see the guy that I've known for 30 years get chastised and ripped apart and saying that, you know, he did, he made a racial comment when I know that that was not his intention, but we live in a politically correct world. And that's the responsibility that he does have to take for what he said. But it's unfortunate because he could have brought so much to the National Wrestling Alliance. I mean, he could have taken those guys so done. far with his help and his assistance and his knowledge of just putting things together. And, it, and that's what saddens me the most is, you know, Jim is going to do fine and Jim is going to come back from this and Jim oh, is going to re- rebound. But the problem is the collateral damage from this on the wrestling side of it is all those guys in the NWA that would have been exposed to Jim Cornette's knowledge and had a chance to improve themselves to a degree of the ultimate professional, are no longer going to have that opportunity. So I actually feel extremely saddened for the guys that could have benefited from being around Jim Cornette on a regular basis that now no longer will have that opportunity. So that's really where, for me, that's kind of where the really sad part comes from. I just sent you a picture of me and Jim from a couple years ago. And I think you'll love our outfits. But anyway. <laughs> oh, God. So, sorry, no, I think so. Um, you know, I, listen, I defend his character as a person. I defend his character as not meaning anything racial about that. Um, but I do admit that he has to be responsible for everything that comes out of his mouth in 2019. But if you don't know him and you're just going to jump to a conclusion... You should be in the Olympic uh, long jump or high jump because you're jumping to a huge conclusion that covers a lot of distance if you don't know the man like some of us know him. So before you jump, gather the information and look at his career under a microscope. And the great thing that he's done for the business, every person in it of every race, creed, color, religious, you know, Affiliation, political affiliation He didn't care about anything He cared about wrestling and bettering the wrestling community And giving his knowledge away for free So, And I'll tell you a funny Jim Cornette story now Just so we can lead lightheartedly It's about 1997 or 1998 And I'm working for uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling In the early stages Life well, sh- it had just become Went from Mid-Eastern Wrestling Association to Maryland Championship Wrestling, which, you know, has been around for a long time. Used to draw, and still does draw, big houses of thousands of people. Um, And, you know, doesn't care to get the publicity and runs under the radar and uses, I mean, top talent. If you look on YouTube, you'll see me uh, wrestle the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors Hawk and Animal for Maryland Championship Wrestling. You'll see me wrestle uh, a lot of guys, Bundy and a few other guys for them. Um, They always gave me a great spot. But we had Jim Cornette come in probably in 97, and there was a tag team match, and he was managing the baby faces, and I was one of the heels. And I had told the ref, I said, when I go over to bitch the crowd, tell the guy that school boarded me. And the ref didn't get it because he wasn't well trained. The kid didn't get it when I put myself in the position to be schoolboy, which was clearly obvious, as I was pitching at Jimmy Cornett on the sideline. I should have been schoolboy. It was early in the match; it would have been a great one-two. There was a match earlier in the night where somebody was pinned with a schoolboy. So that when somebody's beaten by a move early in the night, later in the night, that move actually becomes a false finish because the crowd some- saw somebody get beat with that. That's why every young wrestler out there that's not in the first or second match should watch the first or second match and the finishing move should be their false finish because they've seen somebody be beat with it. So it's a genuinely true false finish to that crowd. Most people don't have that knowledge because they haven't been around a guy like Jim Cornette and probably now won't be. But anyway, Jim hears me telling the ref, when the ref comes over to pull me off the rope, you know him, tell him to schoolboy me. And the ref still didn't communicate it. The kid didn't still put it down pick up on it. I looked at Jim. I go, is one of these fucking guys going to schoolboy me or what? (laughs) 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 I think it was
1: that bad.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: We, We finished it.
2: We go back in the locker room. There's four of us standing there. Jim goes, you to one guy. Get in here. You to the next guy. Get in here. You get in here. Now, I'm the only guy left standing out of this tag team match. He's already called three of them out. I come back there to talk to him, and he goes, Q-Ball, you don't even need to be in on this conversation. And he took those guys back there and ripped them apart, and I had said to myself, thank the Lord in heaven, I am not feeling the wrath of a 1997 Jim Cornette ass-whooping oh. by tongue, <laughs> because those guys got it, and they got oh. it bad. He comes over to me, says good match, brother.
0: So, you know, it was one of those one of those Jim Cornette moments that I remember clearly where I was like, Oh, thank
2: God. <laughs> he, was still booking us up, he was still booking guys at WWE and I didn't want to get thrown out of there for a bad match, but he's like, uh I saw him I, next time I saw him he goes, How bad was that rapping? How bad were those other three guys? I said, Well actually My partner wasn't that bad, and the other guys were just really super green. But you know, I mean, it just was one of those things where when he went, "You come here, you come here, you come here, cue ball, you're good." Don't even talk to you. (laughs) It's it's that moment where you're you're holding your breath when he calls out the first guy. You're holding your breath when he calls out the second guy. You're holding your breath when he calls out the third guy, and then he looks at you and you figure he's going to tell you go burn your boots or something, and he goes, you're good, man. Don't worry about it. Good job. Good match. And
1: you're like,
2: oh, man, I had to breathe into a paper bag when that was over with a
1: hyperventilator. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Q. We got eight minutes left here on this on-air show. I've got to take a quick commercial break. I want you to hang tight, though, brother. Eight minutes? That show's are you kidding me? Oh yeah! Wow! Eight minutes. I was Time. just starting to have fun. Here's the commercial. <laughs> Hey guys, I gotta tell you about this new product that Q Ball and I just started using. It's called RedlineGoods.com. Q, I was on, I ordered a bunch of products from this site, man, and you weren't lying.
0: Man, I'm telling you, you know that tuner car I got, that old eclipse that I've been working on? I got the, it's called the Flat Side Steering Wheel. That's a steering wheel, and it's all hand stitched and the bottom side instead of round is flat and for, you know, tuner cars and I got the matching boot for the shifter that is handmade and hand-stitched Italian leather. Let me tell you something, dude. This thing looks sweet. The rest of the car not so good. But the same full the boot cover and fantastic.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you I got 1993 LeBaron and my kids are so embarrassed when I drive this thing around. I went on this site you told me about I used the promo code cue ball save fifteen percent and my kids love it. I got the coolest looking shifter. I've got new pads on the brake and the gas. I mean I have done this thing up. The outside still needs some work, man. This place is loaded with colors and it's shipped worldwide. Like you were not kidding. I mean I am shocked.
0: And you know what Nick, everything's hand stitched and handmade in its own shop by him and his family. So, you know, it's, it's handcrafted Italian leather, it's amazing stuff, it, it's RedLineGoods.com, uh, the owner's name is Mike, he's a friend of ours, and if you just happen to mention promo code QBALL, you're going to save 15% on your entire order. So make sure you go there folks, RedLineGoods.com, all one word, RedLineGoods.com, and check out their selection of really nice handmade Italian leather monks for your vehicle,
1: and a lot of other cool products they have for course. Hey, this is Lester Spade. Some of you may know me as your favorite Super Bowl commercial, office linebacker, the original Triple T, Terry Tate. And I'm here to tell you to keep it locked right here on Q-Ball, Carl Michaels' radio show, Triple T Radio Show. I don't know why he's got Triple T Radio Show when I'm Triple T, but I'm going to deal with him later. Keep it locked right here. Don't go nowhere else. I'm going to give him the hot tag, and he's going to put the boots to you.
0: Pro Wrestling Universe, it's time. Once again, for turnbuckles, trunks, and titles.
1: All right, here we're back here on Triple T
0: Radio. we had-
2: I I love our commercial for Mikey over to RedLightGoods.com. Guys, great does a great job. And anything for the interior, you want to make your car look just pimped out. I mean, looking good. Um, Really, really cool stuff and, You know, how cool was it that my buddy That I wrestled with throughout the 90s Went to Hollywood Played in the movie on any given Sunday Was a star of a super, uh, Three years of Super Bowl commercials Has done dozens of movies Had his own feature film My dad's a soccer mom Was kind enough To reach out and cut A promo for a radio show Probably, we've always stayed in touch, but it's been about eighteen years since I've seen him.
1: Wow!
2: And he so out, yeah. With one with one email, he reached out and cut the front way. He said, "Hey, brother, anything for you, man." We go back to the day. So that was when in the nineties was the last era of what I like to call wrestlers' loyalty, the brotherhood, the brotherhoods. Still existed It does today with a few of us But there's a lot of pretenders And there's only a very Few bunch of contenders Boy you this know sounds A true. Lot, of, lot of posers Not not a lot of Guys out there in the brotherhood That would take a bullet for their friend You know Unless no. they're one of those guys that As big as he would he would step in front Of the bullet grab it out of the air and crush it in his
1: very hands, probably. <laughs> That'd be a heck of a video to make, wouldn't it, if we were using uh, IntroCave.com. You know, <laughs> it's, it's funny because we we laugh, but what a video that would be to make on the com. And Q, if you actually go there after the show, and you think, I'm going to do this with the original Triple T... You know, and and you think if you put the 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 the, uh, the promo code Triple T Radio in there, Q, you're saving yourself some money. I mean, believe it I'm or t- not, I'm telling you, a
2: big chunk of money. We're not talking. Hey, we don't do anything with a five or ten percent discount, man. We're getting discounts for people. I uh, I mean, we're talking fifteen plus percent at. Every place that people are getting discounts when they go through Triple T Radio or use code Qball, depending on what they're what they're getting and where they're going, man, it's unbelievable. We have some really stand up sponsors that have not only decided to help us out, but have said, "Hey, you got a loyal loyal fan base. We're going to take care of them as well as take care of you guys." So, I mean, we you know we got some great things going on right now. Uh, People don't even understand that, you know, we have a faithful following. I know all the ballers are out there listening to us. That's what I call my fans. I got ballers from Jersey and Pennsylvania listening right now. I got ballers from North Carolina and Georgia. I know you're all listening to me. I got them all across the country. I appreciate it. The Q-Ball Nation, we just call them ballers and ballers unite. And I I, I appreciate them all. And when we negotiate with a sponsor – I'm negotiating on your behalf to be able to get a significant discount, as is Nick, so that when you go to these places, you don't save 2 or 3 or 4 or 5%, not even 10%. It's all 15 or 30%. It's all these big discounts for our fans, because that's how much we appreciate it. In wrestling, the fans were the boss. The promoter was just the middle guy between the boss and me, the employee. And it's the same thing in this radio show. Look, We're the employees of the fans. They listen to the show. They buy the product. The sponsors are in the middle. They pay us whatever. But the fans are the bosses. We're the employees.
1: Let's not get this thing twisted.
2: No, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Q, we got 40 (laughs) seconds left. I'm very excited to talk about my favorite part of the show, Q-Ball Carmichael's Conspiracy Theory. I have put
2: uh, 15 hours in the last two weeks in this conspiracy theory. Um, I'm going to bring some new revelations to the 9-11 tragedy um, from a different angle that people have not seen. Uh, It will be starting next week. It will be a three-part series. Uh, Before we have a conclusion, you are welcome to call into the show. You're welcome to leave comments. Emails, you can do all that at our website, which is tripletradio.com You can go there and uh, you let us know what you think of the conspiracy theory. But I'm going to provide you an enormous amount of circumstantial evidence, and you're going to make a decision on what you think happened. And I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I'm not saying the U.S. government did it. We know who did it. We know why they did it. But there's some things that we didn't know until we did the research. It's going to be amazing.
1: Oh, you know how much I love your conspiracy theories. So whatever you choose, I'm on board for. Sounds
2: good, man. I want to thank the fans again for listening.
1: All right. So that's
2: it. Well, I'll go into it a little bit with you off the air. Uh, if you listen on iTunes later, you'll be able to hear it. Spotify,
1: Google yes, Podcasts. Sure oh, they'll be, they'll be downloading. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. So you
2: know, the, listen. The most amazing thing I think that that one of the big key pieces of evidence that I don't think people know is when the twin towers went down. You know that six blocks away, an FBI building also went down the same day that nobody knows about or talks about,
0: but no. it was
2: yeah, it was exploded or imploded by the government because they were afraid that certain secrets would get out and the security the, the facility was no longer secure, so they did it for the good. Of the public, or were they hiding something? Why they, would they blow that building the same day, and nobody knows about it? Nobody talks about it. It's factual. Huh.
0: It just makes you it.
2: wonder why did they blow up their own building on the same day as the nine eleven tragedy? Yeah, really. And there were no casualties. The building was cleared. The building was a purposely, and purposely and willfully and wantonly imploded by governments. I have a feeling that I know why it was and that's what I'm going to share in my three-part conspiracy theory. I like it.
1: I never knew that stuff. No, I really didn't know that. Well, they didn't really want it
2: to get out, but it was kind of hard to hide for people that were there. And one of my friends, a guy named Joe, actually worked the 9-11 site for 11 months removing debris. So he had it ear to the ground in New York and knew what was going on. And he was one of those guys that drives heavy equipment. But everybody involved in the heavy equipment removal on the site, not just away from the site, but on the site, had a pretty high security clearance. Um, and there was reasons for that. So I'm hmm. going to go into that, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So it's gonna, I, I think it's going to rock everybody. I think it's going to rock everybody to their core. I, I think when people see this and hear this, they're going to scratch their heads and say, you know, maybe – maybe we don't really know. You know, it's like they when we have to talk about the 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 extra, you know, UFOs. I can't say extraterrestrial because I've never actually seen one. I have seen the UFO. My wife has seen a UFO. My brother has seen them. Um, one night when I was 19, I was living in Houston, Texas, and my buddy and I were on his back porch, and we watched UFO activity in the sky that was impossible to have been anything of this earth because of the speed and the rapid movement of it. And the next day in the front page of the Houston Chronicle, the newspaper was thousands see UFO over Houston skies. Really? So, Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it, it was pretty amazing. You know, we were like thinking, I wonder if anybody else is watching this. Well, apparently thousands of people thought, so it was a pretty big deal. And at that point, at 19 years old, I had made the decision that there was something going on up there that was not of this world. And, you know, the the U.S. government is great at hiding things from the U.S. population. Uh, you know how you grow mushrooms, you keep them in the dark and you throw bullshit, cow shit on them? Well, yeah. that's exactly what they do to us. They keep us in the dark, and they throw a bunch of media shit at us, and we're supposed to believe it. True enough. Yeah, it's going to be pretty good, man. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. it's Tuesday again, man. That, I mean, does yeah. it seem like the week just speeds by, and it's time to do the show?
1: What I found to be funny was I was I got home from work yesterday, and I was sitting here, and I thought, holy jumpings, I haven't spoke to Q at all this week. Like, I need to touch base with that man, Make sure He's alive. Like, just totally out of the blue. Just hit me. Like, I have not spoke to Q at all. At least It was a weird week like because
2: we did it. For, for the first time in I don't know how many months, a week went by where we didn't actually talk. And I said the same thing you know, in life. I haven't talked to Nick all week. because, you know, Sundays I'm pretty consumed with NFL football because you know, we're able to do a little gambling with FanDuel, and I'm not a big better. But, you know, a couple weeks ago, my wife was in two pools on FanDuel and, and won money in both of them. So she's into it. I'm into it. And, you know, I'm talking about that nine bucks now, game here, nine bucks there. I'm not talking about thousands. But when you have 56,000 people in that pool – in first place is $1 million. It gets you kind of excited to play that. So oh, and, uh, wow. it's, yeah. this, this is a year where I've won more money than I spent, and she definitely has too. So it's been a pretty good year. So um, we're really into that kind of like, uh, you know, really poor person gambling. You get in a pool for $4.44 where there's 150,000 other people, Hoping to win that first prize, <laughs> which, <laughs> which,
1: which, which
2: typically those people are professional betters, and that's what they do for a living. And you know, we're regular people who have jobs and we do it part time, hoping maybe one weekend we'll get lucky and pull off a second or third place and walk away over twenty or thirty grand.
1: I don't think
0: it's ever it happen. happen, but
2: each week you get excited like it's going to happen.
1: Absolutely are you kidding me! I bought my lottery.
2: They don't play real football down here. The field is narrower than the CFL, and they get four downs down here to move the ball instead of three. So it's not, it's not Canadian
1: football, but it's, it's okay. It's funny because I prefer the NFL over the CFL any day of the week. Well, you know, I used to be a huge CFL fan, huge CFL fan. When Doug Slutie went to the
2: CFL, and won a couple breakups. I was I was a huge CFL fan, and I had a, plan, a friend that played for the old Toronto Argonauts, so I was I was a big fan of it, and I followed it really as much as I could at the time. Um, and, and then I just it was just so hard to get, you know, back then it was so hard to get coverage and pick up what was going on in the games and the standings down here in the states because it's NFL, NFL, NFL that. I kind of switched from being a a diehard CFL fan to being a diehard NFL fan. But originally I was more of a CFL fan. I thought it was uh, a much more, at the time, much more physical game, a lot less uh, penalties for the hits. And there was uh, three downs instead of four. And, you know, I saw uh, punters punt uh, a field goal instead of kicking it with a guy holding it. And it was just – it was a lot more I, – I was a football player, so it was a lot more fascinating for me um, at the time than the NFL was. But, you know, when you're – when it's in the early 90s and late 80s and, you know, there was no streaming anything, it was really difficult to keep up with any of it uh, um, in a in a real-time basis. So that kind of made me gravitate away from it, unfortunately. But.
1: Clovers? Respect to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on oh, being yeah. the seventh Grey Cup champions, and of course, uh, if you don't mind me saying, respect to uh, my, uh, my my Patriots on being ten and one.
2: Let me tell you something: Tom Brady is definitely the greatest of all time. I, I'm not a New England fan because I'm an Eagles fan, and we did get lucky one year and beat him in the Super Bowl, but they also beat us. But they consistently, year in and year out and year in and year out, have just been such a dominant force in football. I, I look at Bill Belichick and I look at, I, I look at him as a master coach uh, who's a blue-collar type coach. I, I look at the ownership of the team and the quality uh, and the intensity in which Mr. Kraft will go after key players. But I also respect the fact that their system is really phenomenal because they will take a player, and they have throughout the last 15, 18 years, who seems to be at the end of their career. They'll bring them in, and they'll get a good year or two or three out of them, and they'll end up being a key player in a Super Bowl victory, man. So, you
0: know, know, they –
1: but – Hard, hard not to agree with that track record right there. You said it.
2: You, you, can't, you, can't, be, you can't deny it. You, you know, like them or not, you can't deny the fact that they have been the most dominant football team in the history of the NFL, and Tom Brady has proven himself to be the best quarterback that has ever played the game of football. No question.
1: Yet the naysayers will still come out, but I mean, that's a given. No, they can come out, but you know, the thing is
2: too is how many quarterbacks have played their entire career with the same team in in this era of free agency? Not,
1: not Not, many, not many,
2: not many. So, you know, and I don't remember, uh, lawyer Malloy, the defensive player, he was one of my favorites of all time as was Teddy Drewski. I mean, those guys are just, tremendous defensive players. And I come from the defensive side of the ball more than the offensive side. So, you know, I appreciate good defense. And, you know, in, I'm in a ESPN uh, league with a bunch of my buddies, A 1000 bucks the first place, and, and I'm first place in my division. They're going to go into the playoffs here in a couple of weeks. And I've had the Patriots defense, and they had one week where, you know, a good defense will get you 10, 11, 12 points. And they had one week where they got me 28 points, so, which, which is more than any quarterback's gotten me this year. So, you know, they got seven this past weekend. But, you know, that's okay over the long haul. They have really done a great job. And during the draft, I wasn't able to get any of the players except Julian Edelman. And he has won me a couple weeks. when so he's had great weeks and been healthy. He has won me, uh, along with their defense, a lot of games. So you know, I I've used the New England Patriots to my advantage this year in one of my leagues.
1: Nothing wrong with that,
2: my man. Nothing wrong with hey, that. Nothing wrong nothing wrong with that, brother. But works at works nope. so, Alright man, I'll let you go. Have a great week. We'll talk for the uh, uh
1: we have our Thanksgiving birthday we'll talk for the weekend. You don't mind me saying Happy Thanksgiving to you, your wife, your daughter, your family, your friends. I hope you have a great time. I know it's a big tradition down there. It's a lot the down there it is up here, my man. So happy Thanksgiving. I love you. Yeah. to respect. All right. Thanks, man. We're going to have a house full. We have about 10 or 12 people for Thanksgiving. So it's going to be a
2: great time. I appreciate it, brother. And I'll talk to you come the weekend. Okay, my man. All right. Love you, brother. Talk to you. Love you,
1: buddy. Cheers.